Yes, it worked. How are we doing today? (laughs) Doing good. Hi, this is Amy, and I'm here with Dr. Leslie O'Dell, Dry Diva of the East. And it's actually really fun because no matter how many times we've recorded podcasts, we still find some technological challenges, shall we say, which is (laughs) pretty amusing. Um, But all good. We're here. And so today, it's kind of a fun conversation because we were just together the last few days, in fact, at Vision. Expo East in New York City, and which was uh, quite the eye-opening experience because it was there were literally non-stop meetings. Um, <laughs> and how 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 often did I see you? Not very much, but <laughs> oh boy, we did actually have the pleasure of spending uh, some good time together. On Friday evening, we were at Cipriani for the SUNY College of Optometry Eyes on New York Gala which was fantastic. And thanks to Dr. Bridget Chun-Li and Vision Expo, we had some seats at a really fantastic table. And um, so actually, Leslie, I'd like to recap some of the conversation that we had that night. And um, I'm sure you're completely in disbelief. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I again would just reiterate the thank you to um, Dr. Shenley and Vision Expo for that. That was the first time I had been to that event, and it was um, quite an affair. Um, so we got to see a lot of of our colleagues, you know, dressed up and with their full face of makeup, and that was kind of fun to see as well. Yeah, actually, it was really amusing in some cases to see how much makeup our colleagues can put on when they're you know at a cocktail event I didn't even recognize some people so but we, we should dress up more often we need more we need more excuses to channel our diva side yeah um so yeah so the discussion one of the discussions we had at the table was actually with the fiance of an optometrist and she we went around the table and we did introductions and she introduced herself as I'm sorry I'm not a doctor and I laughed of course because I'm not a doctor either and so the two of us started chatting and she asked me first of all she said well I have a question because I've heard of this dry eye movement that you Leslie and Laura are doing but you know, I'd love to learn more about contact lenses and cosmetic use because my fiance is an optometrist, but he laughs at me when I ask him about contact lenses and makeup because, well, you know, how many male doctors actually think about eye makeup usage? So she asked me, she said, so I have a problem because when I get makeup on my contact lenses, it's kind of it's kind of irritating. So I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, I wear long wear contacts and I wear waterproof eye makeup. And when I get the eye makeup on my contact lenses, I wash them with soap and water. And when I washed my gasps, <laughs> right? Gasps came from the rest of us. Yes. I think Leslie, this is when I grabbed you at the table and I said, wait, Leslie, you have to listen to this because I need your clinical perspective on this. But she proceeded to explain how she literally uses soap and water to clean her contact lenses. Well, to get the makeup off her contact lenses because the makeup remover is too harsh for her contact lenses and really burns her eyes if she puts makeup remover on contact lenses. So she uses soap and water. But the soap and water on the contact lenses then 
not only makes her vision blurry, but makes her eyes burn. <laughs> so for good I reasons. Mean, let's yes. Be- I'm sure this is not uncommon. I'm sure there are, are a lot of people out there who wear contacts and wear eye makeup and have this similar habit of using soap and water because, in fact, there's even a whole campaign about don't use water on your contact lenses. But, Leslie, from the, the eye doctor perspective, can you explain to all of us why we really shouldn't be using uh, soap and water on our contact lenses? We can We can address the makeup side first, but can we just address why basically no water with contacts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, both the American Academy of Ophthalmology and the American Optometric Association have um, guidelines for us as the eye care providers about complications of eye makeup as being one of the most common sources of problems um, in our contact lens wearers. But that doesn't mean that they can't wear their cosmetics and their contacts. Um, and that's something that we can talk a little bit more about. But the water um, is a big concern for us as um, eye care providers, because although it looks good and clean and clear, bottled, tapped, and even distilled water all carry the same risks in that they are they have microscopic organisms and bacteria that you can't see, um, one of which is called acanthamoeba. And this can cause a uh, corneal infection, uh, keratitis. Uh, so hold on, wait, the acanthamoeba or this amoeba is basically like a little parasitic bug kind of thing that lives in the water? Yeah. Yes, a microscopic organism that you would never think is in the water that we drink, um, swim in or shower in, but those are other risks to your contact lens where too you you don't want to be showering in your contacts and you don't want to be swimming in any kind of pools or lakes or streams um, because of risks with organisms like acanthamoeba. And this isn't just something that happens in third world countries. I mean, this is something that can happen no. in New York, for example, or Sydney sure. or Paris. So basically anywhere there is clean water, <laughs> <laughs> clean, clean water, um, I there are definitely yeah. bugs in it. So we shouldn't be washing our contact lenses with water. But so but what does what happens? So you use this water to wash your contact lenses. And so how does that how does this parasite or bug or amoeba or organism, how does that impact your eye health? Well, so it adheres to the materials in the contact lenses. So they're porous. These um, silicone hydrogels, often the um, one of the biggest materials that contact lenses are made out of because they are so comfortable for our patients. But they um, they are in these cysts and they can embed into the contact lens. Then when you reuse a contact lens, um, or even if you're storing it in a contact lens case that you're rinsing with soap and water, um, you have the risk of contaminating it just by keeping it in there overnight. Um, also on your hands too, if you have bacteria on your hands. But um, what happens is that presents as pain to the patient. So they usually become intolerant of their contact, red, painful, light sensitive eyes um, as this creates an infection of the cornea. The, the trouble is that acanthamoeba keratitis um, is a really hard um, type of corneal infection for us as the eye care providers to treat. So it can keep you out of your contacts for weeks and sometimes months. It can cause corneal scarring, which is no good because now your vision's not going to be what you want it to be. But so it can also to... it can also cause severe vision loss if right. Okay. Oh, for sure. With the corneal scarring, you can have vision loss, permanent vision loss. So it can permanently keep you out of the contacts. So better just to 
store and wear and wash um, your contacts properly. And by all means, avoiding any kind of water um, when it comes to your contact lenses is number one tip, I would say. So then another question, I mean, obviously people aren't going to stop wearing eye makeup with contact lenses. And I mean, again, we'll get to the application in a moment, but wouldn't it, it just makes sense to me, again, I'm not a doctor, but just looking at this, because instead of taking makeup remover or soap and water to clean off your contact lens to get the makeup off, wouldn't it make more sense to use a daily lens? So if you do get makeup on it, you can throw it out and just get another one. I mean, is that an irrational way of thinking? Or is that something that you would recommend? Again, I'm asking from first... I'm just, I'm asking from, for the doctor's perspective on that. It's, is it safer to try to clean the lens or to just use a new one? And obviously if somebody has long wear, I guess that isn't really an option, but what would you suggest for that? Well, and that was, you know, kind of what the conversation was at that event was switch to daily wear and you'll be your hero. (laughs) So, um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of daily wear for many reasons. Um, not only cosmetics, but even my patients that are active in water sports, swimming well, or kayaking, for example. So kayaking, they're not going underwater, but they have the risk of having water contamination. Um, those are things that doctors are thinking about, but you as the patient might not be thinking about, but definitely with cosmetics. And, um, even if you're changing, the way you're wearing your cosmetics or what the cosmetics are made out of as far as chemical content, there's still a lot of risk, not only from the the cosmetics themselves, but even the removers. So there's right. studies that show removers can alter the shape of a contact lens. So you don't want to be reusing contacts if you're a heavy cosmetic user. I think the push in my practice anyway is to get my my patients into daily wear contacts as much as I can. Well, I just think that that's pretty impressive. If a, a makeup remover is impacting the the shape of a contact lens, imagine what it's doing to your eye. I yeah, think we need comfort. to discuss. Uh, I think we need to discuss the makeup remover on another podcast. Um, but actually, you uh, with Laura, Dr. Laura Perriman, uh, we were the other dry diva of the West. Uh, we were discussing one day about contact lens application with makeup application. And obviously, again, Laura is an ophthalmologist, you're an optometrist. So you see a lot of patients who do wear contact lenses and who do use wear eye makeup. And from your perspective, since you are one, a doctor, two, a contact lens wearer, three, a makeup user, and you do have dry eye. Could you explain a little bit about, I mean, how are people supposed to safely use their contact lenses and wear makeup? Would you recommend that the people apply their makeup first and then put in their contact lenses? Or do you recommend that they put in their contact lenses first and then then their makeup. I think, I believe that uh, Laura had mentioned that it's a, a good idea to put on your makeup first and then use a drop to clear out any of the residual debris and then put in your lens. So could yeah. you kind of explain your perception and your experience with this again, from the doctor's point of view, but also as the, the patient? Yeah. So I think that the, 
information we have is a little, you know, conflicting companies that are giving us some product information about the contact lens, you say to put the contact lens in first and then apply your cosmetics. Like you had mentioned, Dr. Perryman, um, when we were working on our dry eye diva tips, we, we really debated this. Is it before or after? And she really, you know, thinks that it's important to put it in after following a drop where you're getting rid of all that, you know, possible fallout from um, an eyeshadow or any kind of residual remnants from an eyeliner or even your mascara. And, and that is definitely important because you can get that particulate matter trapped under a contact lens. And so now think sort of like, you know, ground glass underneath that contact lens on the surface of your eye all day, causing minor little scratches to the surface. And there are, you know, case reports that show corneal erosions coming from trapped materials from contact lenses. So, wait, so, so let me just interrupt you for a moment because that sounds quite severe. So so we're thinking, say, eyeshadow, because we can imagine how powdered eyeshadow flakes and falls into your into your tear film, say, into your into your eye. Well, if we think about the eyeshadow powder itself, those color pigments are actually, in many cases, made out of crushed rocks. So right. not only does it feel like you have crushed rocks in your eyes but now these crushed rocks rocks these minuscule nanoparticles rocks are actually trapped underneath your contact lens so yes i i guess not only does it cause scratches but probably a lot of pain too so yeah um and when then that also can lead to your intolerance of contacts and that's a lot of times you know not what you as the consumer is looking for. But um, so I do agree with her recommendation with the tear after um, just to wash all that debris out. Some of the concern is if you are a nearsighted patient or a person and you can see good up close, no problem, right? You can easily put your contact lens in after your full face of makeup. But for your patients that are starting to approach um, presbyopia or this 40s when you need to, you know, everything starts to get blurry up close, it gets more of a challenge to see us to put your cosmetics in, which maybe is where the recommendation is to put them in first. Um, in the case of the woman we shared dinner with, um, if she had her lens out during her makeup application, this problem wouldn't have even been a problem, you know, so kind of goes back to Dr. Perryman and application after, you know, being being important. Well, I think we definitely need to spend some more time looking into that. Maybe we'll create another survey and see, you know, what women prefer. And so I think it's a, it's a great chance also to share some dry diva tips for contact use and uh, makeup applications. So could you share with us uh, your thoughts on some tips? Yes. So definitely wash dry your hands before you apply your makeup and your contact lenses. Um, Like we said, most likely applying contact lenses after you put your eye cosmetics on is the best practice followed by an artificial tear. So cosmetics, artificial tear, contact lenses. Um, When you're picking out your cosmetics, and this has been something we've driven home multiple times, but avoid waterproof. Why was she having such trouble getting it off the contact lens? Well, it's built to last, right? And it's built to last (laughs) on anything. Um, So when you are using these waterproof cosmetics, eyeliners, mascaras, it becomes a challenge not only to remove from the eye at the end of the day, but if it does come in contact with a porous material like a contact lens, it's going to be a challenge to get it off as well. Um, I definitely think, you know, talking to the eye doctor as far as what their opinion is, 
um, for a patient, you know, whether before or after, as we continue to explore that with the contact lens insertion, no water, um, no water that even means don't shower with your contacts, don't swim with your contacts. Talk to your eye care provider about your daily wear options because it's um, one of the safest options. Not only increases comfort in patients, but also um, helps with these pro- with these problems if a cosmetic is starting to cause contact lens problems. Um, removing your contacts at the end of the day is also very important. So removing your contacts at the end of the day and then removing your makeup. And that is because if you are not wearing a daily wear lens, there are studies like I was talking about earlier that show that that contact lens can be altered um, by just the solutions in the remover. So you don't wanna be applying eye makeup remover with a contact lens in place. Wow, <laughs> I think we still have a lot to learn and we have a lot of information to share with all of our friends and colleagues. Like Leslie, thank you so much for your time and I look forward to speaking with you again and we look forward to sharing more dry eye diva do's and don'ts. And- yeah, and thank, thank you, Amy, and can't wait to do this again. Um, so thanks for having me. Thank you and we'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye.